This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus, and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bike Radar Podcast. Today, I am joined by Warren Roster, our Senior Technical Editor for Road, and Jack Luke, BikeRadar.com's deputy editor, and we are going to discuss why you don't need Jura Ace. Now, that is a slightly cryptic title. I don't know if you were even <laughs> asking the question of whether you needed it, but the main purpose of this is that Warren has recently delivered his in-depth review of the new 12-speed Shimano Ultegra R8170Di2 group set, and what a group set it is. So, how are you chaps doing today? I'm very well, thank you, Simon. I am uh, looking forward to a long weekend weekend ahead as of uh, recording this, uh, and I've been riding my bike lots and lots recently. With the summer just peeking over the horizon, I'm feeling very positive. Yeah, and I'm I'm all good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm sure we're all looking to a weekend celebrating the jubilee in everyone's different way. I won't get into specifics as. Jack will go on forever and ever about all of the various things he's doing. Um, what's everyone been up to in terms of bikes, though? Jack, you say you've been riding lots. What bikes have you been riding recently? Well, I recently concluded a three-way gravel bike test, which appeared in Cycling Plus 392, if I remember correctly. But it recently also ended up on the site with a video accompanying that. It was a great treat to ride a bunch of go-fast gravel race bikes. Uh, and as I said, all those reviews are on site. In the interim, though, I've been riding lots of my daft old bikes, none of which have nice new shiny group sets that are a mishmash of whatever I have in my shed. <laughs> uh, but I'm looking forward to quite soon I'll be on our sort of, although we have written the group set a little bit, and we'll be covering it today, our, as in Bike Radar's, Durace test bike, and I will be one day delivering a full review of that to follow up from Warren's Altegra review. Yeah, well, I know you in between riding 12,000 pounds specialized S-Works Crux, I know you like to get back to your roots and ride a, ride a, just a, you know, a kind of standard bike with, as you say, a parts, parts bin mishmash of parts, right? That's very you. I'm a man of the people. <laughs> Excellent. What about you, Warren? What have you been up to? Um, I've just finished um, a test of kind of, uh, circa three thousand pound endurance bikes, which is quite interesting. And then straight after that, I've dived straight into a dozen urban e-bikes, which is a remarkable change of pace. I mean, today I was out on a a cargo bike with a dual battery capacity that's capable of carrying over two hundred kilos. So um, I had an interesting kind of mixed mixed mode day. And it was testing a bike, doing the weekly shopping, going to a garden centre, taking the dog for a walk. And racking up just over sixty miles, so about hundred k on this um, this super long bike with uh, many fixtures and fittings. So um, it's been interesting so far. 
Sounds lovely. I mean, I suspect that's probably the kind of bike we should be reviewing more of, although I imagine it didn't have a Shimano Altegra DI2 group set. Sensational segue, Simon. That was very, very good. Well done. <laughs> well, that is, as I said earlier, what we're here to talk about today. And um, why don't we kick it off, Warren, with the kind of, for those who you know aren't aware of Shimano's latest and kind of greatest road tech, what are the kind of headline features of the new Altegra group set? You know, kind of how much does it cost? Who is it aimed at? Give us a flavor of your kind of, you know, opinions on the group set. Um, well, uh, price-wise, it's pretty much the same as um, as the, the last iteration. So we're talking, you know, around two and a half grand, give or take a um, whatever deal you can find. And um, essentially, it's 12-speed like new Jura races. Um, they've gone to a semi-wireless system. Um, so that means no more annoying cabling and um, junction boxes and things around your bars and um and then aside from that, uh, massive update on the brakes, which takes the servo wave system, which debuted on um, Shimano GRX Di2, which is another group set I was really, really impressed with, and 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 everything, everything about it has just got um, a bit slicker, a bit faster, and uh, a whole lot nicer. Um, to, to yeah so in your kind of pros and cons you listed you know superb shift quality braking power and feel you know obviously they've added kind of you know the bluetooth connectivity i think you said you don't need the kind of additional part anymore perhaps in terms of cons you said you know only a couple of cassette choices and crank set options although i suspect those will be kind of you know fairly minor cons but i think yeah in, in general you seem to be very very impressed with the group set would you say that's true yeah yeah most definitely you know i mean i think it's one of those things is you know the format of of how we test that we always have to try and find find some cons in 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 a, in a system or in a group or in a bike or whatever but with integrity i too i mean i was really struggling to find a con and the only thing I could think of is, you know, some of some of the guys that, that have been riding um, as long as I have and are around my age will probably bemoan the fact you can't get a fifty three thirty nine. But you know, they're dinosaurs. You know, I'm a bit of a dinosaur in that respect, and, <laughs> and, and it's really it's really not a, an actual con. I, I think you know, for personally, one of the biggest things I like about the new Di two is the fact that Bluetooth is finally integrated. It's a huge bugbear I've had with with the previous iteration of Di two. Because you only get DI2, whether it's Ortega or whether it's Durace, on premium bikes. And when you've bought into this premium bike system and everything else, I want everything that that, that bike can do. With DI2, in the oldest ration, you needed to add the WU111 Bluetooth aerial, which is about uh, £80, pounds, about $100, um, plus fitting, etc. Um, and it, it just seemed wrong to me that you couldn't... You, you couldn't engage with everything that di2 could do on the bike you just spent thousands and thousands on it just you know it'd be like it'd be equivalent of buying a brand new mercedes and the, the guy in the showroom saying oh yeah this has got an eight-speed gearbox but we're only going to let you have six unless you pay us some more money you know it, it just it always seemed wrong and now that they've corrected that it's made me more than happy and that's kind of different to SRAM, isn't it? Which obviously with its wireless group sets, you know, you can open up your iPhone and you've always been able to kind of connect directly to, I guess, the the, the brains of it would have been in the rear derailleur is, with the SRAM systems. Is that right? And then, you know, it gives you all of those options to... Yeah, to, yeah. I mean, well, been... it, or is it the individual parts with SRAM systems? But either way, you can, you know, customise your, you know, your gearing yeah, I mean, via I mean, the app you know, that's, that's, uh, that's 
I, I, you know, actually, even even now that Shimano have introduced Bluetooth um, finally as a standalone option, I think even now that's where SRAM still has the edge because SRAM's Axis app is so good and it's so intuitive and it's so easy to use. So it, you know, it gives you everything from setup tips and maintenance tips through to you know recording your ride with all the GPS data you'd want. And if you've got a power meter, it's recording your power. And it also records every single shift you make. So if you want to deep dive and go completely nerdy into what you've just done, you can see what gear you spend the most time in, how many times you shift between gears. And, and it's so deep and it's so clever and easy to use. And, you, can, you know, even being able to, you know, do full adjustments when you're on the move through your phone is quite brilliant. Um, Shimano doesn't yet offer that. I think that's where Shimano falls down with the, with, with their own app is it's um it feels like an app made by the engineers rather than an app made by app developers i'm sure they'll get there it's shimano you know we can't underestimate them but but i think at the minute SRAM's app just have the advantage you know i think one of the greatest amusements i ever had using such an app was with sram and i was uh, heading out for a ride with someone and i just kind of connected before i went and it started updating the firmware fine <laughs> But I ended up being late for a ride and it just felt very black mirror being like, sorry, I can't come for a ride. My derailleur's updating. Probably <laughs> 10 minutes. You know. Yeah. But I know what you mean, Warren. And it is useful to have because, you know, if you want to access, you know, features kind of like full synchro shifting or semi-synchro shifting where the kind of uh, the DI2 brain kind of takes care of shifting the front derailleur or you know, that that sort of thing, then those were features that, like like you said, were kind of almost hidden behind the sort of you know, like, I mean, I don't want to say a paywall, but, in, in, you know, because you mm. could have connected a wire and maybe done it through yeah. the kind of eTube app on your computer, but it's not, it wasn't, it's not a very elegant solution when, as you say, competitors offer just, you know, iOS and Android apps that are really, really slick and work very well. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a great thing that, um, you know, Shimano have kind of addressed that on, you know, both Jira Ace and Ultegra. And I think, you know, kind of one of your most interesting conclusions from that review, one is is you know as as the kind of podcast is titled you basically you don't need dura ace anymore and um you know dura ace has always been seen as the kind of the pinnacle well it is the pinnacle of shimano's road group sets and it has been for a long long time and you know serious racers and professional racers and all of, you know for a really long time you know dura ace was the best of the best it was worth paying extra for you know is is uh, uh, are we definitively saying that's not the case anymore? Um, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the mechanics of, of Voltegra are exactly the same. The electronics inside are exactly the same as Jura's. Literally with Jura's, what you're getting is um, a slightly different finish and a bit less weight. You know, and the weight difference is only, I think it's 411 grams, which is like a not quite full small water bottle. Yeah, it's going to cost you a thousand pounds more. And I just, I, I just can't see the... The, the, the benefit you know if you absolutely must have your race then i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna mock anybody for doing so it is you know it is the pinnacle of what shimano do and it is fabulous but uh i, I can't see the rationale in it myself i'd rather spend that thousand pounds somewhere else yeah. a purely kind of uh subjective basis as well i think historically shimano's durace group sets were treated to a finish which was much much more premium than their cheaper group sets so 
the one we always refer to to an almost tiresome level is Juris 9000. <laughs> I, I knew exactly what you were going to say. <laughs> it's like one of the best looking group yeah, sets of all time, unquestionably. And then 9100, good looking group set, same for 9200. But really the difference uh, visually between the two isn't that distinct. And when you are talking a difference of just 400 odd grams and then the other things we'll come on to, like I'm sorry, it's a head over heart, or sorry, heart overhead decision, yeah. the opposite. Uh, when you're spending that much money, I want it to look like mega premium. And as it currently stands, Altegra, it's a great looking group set, but Juris doesn't really you know, blow my mind in terms of looks overall. And that's for me where it kind of falls down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, when it comes to some of the peripheries around the group set, like especially the wheels, which, you know, they share the same mouldings and, you know, they share the same aero benefits, etc. I actually prefer the look of the Altegras. The Otegras are kind of finished in a dark slate grey, and then they've got a slate grey graphic sitting on top of them, whereas the Dura Ace is a much blacker carbon, and then they've got this almost kind of silver foily sticker that looks a bit more bling, looks a bit... I, I could even say, it, I think it looks cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, it's kind of... I had, um, I think, you know, throughout Bike of the Year, I had a couple of Dura Ace DR2 bikes here and standing alongside my bike with Otegra DR2 on it, and I'd put the wheels side by side, and I'd be going, oh, I think I prefer the Otegras. You know, they just look that bit more, they're a bit sort of classily, stealthily understated, I think. Yeah, yeah I would agree with, with all of that, to be honest. And I, I think Jack's point about the fact that uh, Jura's used to look a lot nicer than the kind of lower lower end group sets is really true. And, you know, credit to, to Shimano in a way for making, you know, Altegra mm. and, and even the kind of latest generation of 105, you know, look kind of very premium because, you know, for skin flints like me that's that's great but but mm. i agree you know there used to be a much bigger you know the difference between altegra 6800 and durace 9000 you know it it was a visually a pretty distinct gap in terms of you know the kind of finish so you know there were people who were willing to pay for that and i think you know the kind of some of the excitement we've seen around the polished shimano grx recently mm. shows that there is you know, a, a big appetite for good-looking group sets. And I do wonder if, yeah, Shimano has missed a trick. Uh, and before anyone kind of just accuses us of solely being fashion victims here, like, <laughs> you know, it really, I can't stress enough that the differences between the two of them mechanically are so close that it really is what you're picking at as materials and finish more than anything else. And Warren will kind of go on to the where you do kind of lose out, in inverted commas, compared to, to Dura's. Um, but I kind of drew similar conclusions when I reviewed Altegra R8000. That was the mechanical version of the previous generation group set. And comparing that to Durace R9100 as it was then, again, like, fantastic group set, gave it a whopping full five stars on bike radar. And one of the kind of conclusions I drew then again was like, well, it just doesn't look quite as nice as Durace. And that's pretty much the same case here. But yes, mechanically speaking, more and beyond finish and weight, what else are you kind of losing out on with Altegra compared to Durace? eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, to, to be honest, I, I don't, I, you know, I've ridden both back to back so much. I, I literally can't feel a difference. 
you know, they're, they're you know, Shimano make, make, have made claims about how much faster both front and rear mix shift, but it's not like the previous generation of DR2 was particularly slow at shifting. So when you're dealing with fractions of a second faster than fractions of a second, it's almost imperceptible. You know, it's kind of... Um, so, uh, you know, when you're talking the chaining profiles, the ramp profiles, the you know, the chain, it's all the same design. It might be a slightly, you know, lesser material when it comes to the sort of set, but actual with pure performance terms, the the performance is identical. You know, and um, so I, I I used to be able to, you know, over the many, many years that I've been doing this, I was always able to find a way to justify opting for Dura-Ace over Ortegra. There'd always be something you could go, yeah, that is that much better. On this one, I'm so hard pushed to 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 come up with, with any viable reason, apart from mm. it says Dura-Ace on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that'll be justification enough for many. Oh, I suspect. yes, definitely, definitely. Fine. As I say, you know, it, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to decry anybody going out and buying Juros. You know, it's, it's, it's the best of the best. But, but, um, you know, with, um, with my more frugal head on, as I say, I'd rather pocket mm. that thousand quid and spend that on, you know, put that towards going somewhere to enjoy riding the group set or. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now on, on paper there are there are a couple of differences that might matter to some people right now you mentioned earlier warren about uh you know the availability of chain ring sizes for example yeah and you know I, i'm not adverse to a big chain ring either and all right here jeez <laughs> proper I use, you know bomb, big eh? chain rings with a big cassette and <laughs> you know on durace you can get a uh 40 54 right and you can also get if you, you know if you fancy a tighter cassette an 11 28 yeah um i think durace cranks also come in they might they might do a 165 167.5 length option which i'm not sure is offered at the ortegra level one of the things that used to be a case when you know we all rode rim brakes which you know for those who were born after rim brakes died a very painful death rim brakes <laughs> were two rubber pads squeezed against the rim of the wheel can you believe it old technology hey well anyway retrograde retrograde <laughs> technology but back in those days durace brakes were better than ultegra brakes but i don't think that's the case anymore warren no it's exactly they're, they're both um adopted the Shimano's kind of servo wave tech, which brings the brake lever action in sooner with a lot, lot more progression. And also they've reshaped the the lever so um you get this much more natural feel when you're braking from the hoods. And if we're, you know, if we're brutally honest, um most of us are spending 85, 90% of our time on the hoods rather than in the drops, you know. And so it's one of those things where I just think. Why isn't braking optimized for where most people spend most of their time? It, you know, it, it previously it's always been optimized for those guys that are always down in the drops, drop sprinting, which effectively means elite riders, racers, etc. Um, and it it seems like they've now sort of gone. Actually, yeah, let's make brakes that that you know work better for most people most of the time. And it is between this generation of Di two of whichever level and the previous one it is the biggest jump you know it i think when i originally tested um grx di2 you know i i sort of said that shimano had missed a trick with grx di2 shifters in that not only are they brilliant for gravel but these are brilliant for on the road you know if i was building a bike from scratch 
I would be mixing Ultegra Di2 with these GRX levers. And it seems like the new Ultegra Di2, that's exactly what they've done. But they've also added that, that 12th sprocket as well. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. And um, I know Matthew Loveridge, formerly of this parish, now de- now sadly departed. He always said that he would prefer a mechanical Dura-Ace group set over an electronic Ultegra group set. Now, since he doesn't have a right to reply anymore, I'll admit that I always <laughs> thought that was a little bit silly. I always felt that the DI2 factor then the performance benefit that came with that really outweighed the kind of, you know, premium finish that you get with uh, Dura Ace, you know, strictly from a performance point of view. And, yeah. you know, as we say, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, even if it's a silly one. Yeah, but I think... Yeah, <laughs> but is there, of, of I was going to say, is there anything else that you would prefer instead of, you know, for this kind of money, Warren, is there anything... And Jack, obviously, is there anything else you would prefer? Or is this the kind of best at this price point right now? Uh, that's, a, this is, that's a tough one. I mean... You know, um, I think I would choose Ultegra Di2 over any mechanical group set. And don't get me wrong, you know, I, you know I've, I've ridden mechanical group sets for a, lot, a long, long time. In my garage right now, I've got, you know, two of my own personal bikes have both got um, the previous gen, well, I guess still current gen, um, mechanical Jura race on them. And it is fabulous, but it's a, like any mechanical group set, it's really good if you like tinkering, because you are going to have to tinker with it to keep it at its best. And the big advantage of electronic groups is that they require a lot less effort from you to keep them working in their in their optimum. Um, and I think, you know, to take us on for a slight tangent, I think if we're brutally, brutally honest and forget about thinking, you know, about past glories of beautiful mechanical group sets, be it Dior Ace, be it Campag Record, um, um, at a performance level... The mechanical group set is pretty much dead, and that's a it's a bold statement, but it absolutely is. You look at SRAM, you know now they've brought rival axis, they've got force axis, they've got red axis. Shimano have got Dura SDI two, and Ultegra DI two, twelve speed. Their mechanical groups don't do that. I you know Campac have got a lot of catching up to do on the electronic side of things, but I'm pretty sure they will. So I just think within a couple of years, maybe even a couple of seasons. Premium bikes aren't going to have cables. And from my opinion, uh, you know, of uh, being a bike tester of some quarter of a century standing, I think that's a good thing. I think at the kind of professional level, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, when was the last time anything of note at a world tour level was run one on a mechanical group set a long, 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 long time ago now in, in tech terms? Um I think for consumers, of course, there will always still be a place for mechanical group sets. I think the question is how far down um, electronic group sets go down the the pecking order, if you like, in terms of group set hierarchies. But to answer your original question, Simon, I don't know. I think if someone was offering me the Altegra, the I2 12C group set, I'd be very, like, my head would be very hard-pressed to say no. I I sort of sympathized with Matthew's pre- previous <laughs> statement, perhaps as a chronic fettler, but also as someone who is, I don't know, the electronic group set doesn't fit with my vibe, man, <laughs> you know? I'm a, I'm a kind of forgetful young man, and I do like to be able to fix things a little bit more independently. So I'd have to sort of weigh that up, but if I was being really 
honest myself, I would probably go for Altegra. And I would also say, I agree with kind of Campag, you know, they're, they're kind of, they don't really have a product which exists in the same space as Altegra DI2. They do have, of course, their, their lower tier group sets below record, but, you know, yeah, I have to be sensible. And then from a SRAM perspective, like Force is a very, very good group set and I've you know, ridden some really nice bikes with it. But I think overall, Altegra probably takes it for me. Just from a, a sort of adaptability, usability perspective, I just, I just prefer Shimano a little bit overall. But I would also certainly not say no to, to SRAM. Uh, you know, it does some things very, very well, I think. Just prefer the way Altegra looks as well. And that's okay to admit. <laughs> yeah, I, I I kind of agree. And you know, we'll we'll kind of come on to what those two need to do to catch up in a moment. But I think yeah, for me, if I had this kind of money to spend right now, it probably would be on Altegra. And obviously, you know, it is the newest group set, so we would expect it to kind of have the the most up to date uh, features. And I'm sure you know both both you know all other companies are planning their responses as we uh, as we speak. We are going to briefly interrupt this episode of the Bike Radar podcast to share the story of two members of the Bike Radar team as they take on the Tour Transalp this summer. I'm George Scott, the Editor-in-Chief of Bike Radar, and I'm joined by Adrian Miles, who is part of our commercial team here. In late June, Adrian and another one of our colleagues, Pete, will be taking on the seven-stage race through the Alps with the help of Whoop. Adrian and Pete will be using the Whoop 4.0 wearable band to track their performance, monitor their strain and keep on top of recovery through the 609km race, which includes nearly 16,000 metres of grueling climbing across the week. So to kick us off, Adrian, can you tell me a bit about the race and how you got involved? Sure can. Hi, Hi George. So we originally signed up for the race two years ago, pre-COVID. Um, so it's been on and off it's been on the radar for a long time personally i've been doing quite a lot of one day events and wanted something a bit more challenging and the, the, the fact it's seven days it's all in the mountains they're not mega long days but they are all quite strenuous it just sort of um jumped out of me and the scenery and the location is just sort of the the place i like to ride i mean is that a part of the world that you've ridden a bike in before you know, it takes in some of the most grueling climbs in, in northern italy the likes of the stelvio and the, the mortarolo yeah, yeah, I've cycled quite a bit in the Alps and quite a bit in northern Italy, but never really as a race. So this is timed. We're riding as a pair. And yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult going over those climbs as, as hard as you can. So it's not the distance, I guess. It's just managing, you know, talking about whoop, managing the strain, trying to get through the, the seven days back to back. Yeah, it's a, a big challenge. The, the, the timed element of it, I think, is, is something new for me. And working as a pair is, is a bit of teamwork always there. Uh, Always that adds a bit of um, a bit of fun to an event. Mm. I mean, yeah, the, the cumulative strain over the course of that week, you know, nearly a hundred kilometres a day, and as I say, some of the toughest climbs in the Alps and altitude kind of uh, coming into play as well. I mean, why did you decide to to pair up with Pete? He's got a reputation as being one of the strongest riders that we have here on Bike Radar. So um, you might have your work cut out. <laughs> yeah. So Pete is. Um, He's about 60 kilos dripping wet. So he's uh, he's a really good climber. He's also got a lot of time to spend on the bike, which he does all the time. The two of us together are, are different things. I'm, I'm pushing 80 kilos, so hopefully I'll be better on the descents and flats. Pete can help me climb, uh, climb up the mountains. Um, so really, I'm quite competitive. I'd like to do well in the, in the category we're in, which is uh, sadly the veteran category. So yeah, paired up with Pete because he's a great rider. Hopefully 
we can climb at a similar watts per kilo and you know stick together and help each other out you know a bit of motivation together hopefully we we, we complement each other he can give you a toe on the climbs and you can give him a, a toe or push him on the descents and in the valley <laughs> yeah that's the idea so you know, here in the UK, we we have nothing really, particularly uh, in the southwest of England, that compares to the the severity of those climbs. But how have you been trying to prepare to to replicate some of the the strain that you will be under over the course of the week? So this is where m- myself and Pete differ slightly. He's had um, he's done a couple of training camps. He's currently in Belgium, uh, spending a week cycling around there. It's supposed to be a family holiday, but he's just taking his bike and doing six hours a day. He's also been to Tenerife, so he's been up and down volcanoes. Whereas I've been stuck in the UK looking after children so I've been on Zwift doing some of the longer climbs on there as you say we've got no no Alps near us so uh, Zwift is actually quite decent for that and also where I live uh, there's a, a ridge of hills along in Cheltenham so I've just been going up and down the ridge trying to add in as much uh, height meters as I can to the the shortest ride so I've done a 30k ride with sort of 1200 meters of climbing in it so trying to get that constant climb where the the train doesn't really allow us to do it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 certainly not mountainous where we are and, and where you are in particular, but there are lots of short, steep, punchy climbs, and it is very easy to to kind of build up that yeah that elevation gain over the course of uh, not a particularly long ride. So yeah, you'll be using the Whoop four to band throughout. How do you expect that to to help you in your uh, your preparation, but also day to day through the event? Yeah, so we've we've been using it for a, a couple of months now in, in the run up. Um, I've been tracking sleep, trying to maintain the, the strain levels to sort of uh, uh, decent levels. So I, I'm not overtraining because I'm getting a bit excited about the race and trying to, you know, overcompensate by by training too hard. So it's been managing my my effort over the last month or so. Yeah, what what I'm tr- sort of concerned about is as it's a seven day race, is going too hard on the first day, going into the red. And sort of uh, getting a bit carried away, getting a bit too excited. And also seven days back to back of mountain climbing isn't something I've done before. So I just want to try and manage the strain, make sure that um, the performance is is level over the weeks. Yeah, and, and the recovery from day to day as well will, will, will be key from day one through to day seven. Uh, and something you touched upon earlier, the, the sleep, hopefully kind of getting your eight hours or nine hours a night. But as is often the case with these events, sometimes you might have to transfer from one stage to the next or... Uh, maybe indulge in some of the local delicacies that yeah. could uh, make it tricky to get your nine hours a night. Yeah, well, it's, it's so it's going to be seven, six or seven different hotels basically every night. So different hotel, different beds, bad night's sleep probably. So whatever I can do to try and uh, yeah get my nine hours sleep, that'll be absolutely awesome. You'll also be getting data on the bike, the the usual numbers that we're used to seeing, the likes of heart rate and, and power. But is there anything else that you'll get from Whoop? Uh, in terms of tracking your performance? Yeah, so there's sort of five main metrics I've been following on there. It's just sort of uh, tracking the general health, where you are, uh, heart rate variability, blood oxygen, all all that sort of stuff, which just sort of gives a bit of a signal if you're feeling a bit uh, under the weather or you've overtrained. So there's sort of metrics that Whoop have given me, which I've not seen before. There's obviously, I, I use a lot of other training systems out there, but Whoop seem to give you a more rounded view of your actual health rather than just your performance on the bike great well it sounds like you've got a hell of a, a challenge coming up over the next few weeks thanks to whoop for supporting the bike radar podcast and uh, your ride pete and adrian we'll be checking in with both of you later this month to check on your pre-ride progress and your training before finding out how you get on at the tour trans out in late june
So what do Saram and Campagnolo need to do to compete with this? You know, I think one thing that Shimano has noticeably improved, I mean, it was already very good, but I do think the front shifting on the latest Altegra and Jura Ace uh, group sets is pretty phenomenal. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I think that's one thing that, you know, Sram, you know, its front shifting is very reliable, always works, but it is just that little bit slower and, you know, back to back, you can feel it. I would slightly rephrase what you said there, just to sort of, um, let's not forget that arguably this is what Shimano did to sort of catch up with SRAM. Force was out, Force ETAP AXS, that is, was out prior to Altegra DI2. And though I'm sure the sort of product development cycles were long, long before, obviously, how we actually saw it, I would say that Force is still a pretty fresh group set. It's very unlikely we'll see anything updated. And really, apart from the front shifting you mentioned there, the two are pretty close. After me just saying I'd prefer Altegra, <laughs> I would get my, camp, my foot back into uh, Force's camp What there. I'd say on, on the SRAM front is that, um, uh, you know, the front, front shifting is one thing. But to be honest, I mean, we are dealing with such small margins of time we yeah. are, yeah. It, really it doesn't matter. Who, I, I see the biggest difference is that Shimano, on their previous gen bikes, were lagging behind SRAM in brake feel and brake adjustment that, that SRAM levers offered. Now they've switched over to servo wave and given you a little bit more um, feel and adjustment at the lever. Um, they've taken the crown on, on road braking. So I think that's probably where SRAM needs to catch up on. Uh, Campag desperately need to update EPS because um, I don't think any of us could even dis- describe you know any of the features of EPS. And they've done some really interesting things in other spaces like e-car on gravel, moving to a thirteen speed. Mm-hmm. You know, if they bring thirteen speed to the road and update their electronics, then you know they're they're probably running out in front again. But I do think the interesting thing with SRAM is like when Force Axis first launched, um, it was premium priced i mean it was priced above the previous generation Altegra di2 but once it had been on the market for about a year 18 months they had a significant price cut and um, to make it all of a sudden extremely competitive and i wouldn't be surprised if they're going to do exactly the same with rival axis which we all forget about which is effectively a 105 level electronic group you'll see it on bikes sub three thousand pounds um and I've got a lot of experience on that, and I've been hugely impressed. It's a bit weighty, but then it's a lower price group set. Um, and I think um, if SRAM bring a similar sort of price cutting operation to to rival axis, all of a sudden that brings electronic drivetrains to a, a massive new audience that they've have never seen it before. And we will see a response from Shimano to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, just to touch on Rival, as you say, you know, yeah, I think that the kind of only criticism you can level at it is that it's um, a fairly heavy group set. But, you know, considering the kind of real world differences a few hundred grams has on performance, you know, the fact that you're getting, you know, essentially the same performance as as you're getting from Force, from SRAM Red, you know, in a much cheaper package. And as you say, available on bikes that are, you know, in an age, I mean, obviously they're not cheap bikes, but, you know, in an age where prices are kind of spiralling out of control a little bit, you know, Rival is is offering something compelling. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, obviously uh, we don't know what's in the pipeline from these brands. And, you know, I, I've no doubt that they're 
planning their responses you know long in advance but um it'll be interesting to see what uh brands come up with um jack did you would any any chance you would uh stick your ore back in for dura ace or you know is is that is this the end for you or were you you were never really a dura ace boy in the beginning were you <laughs> no nah, i'm a 105 man for life. <laughs> nah, um is there anything that no, you would make you know even now power meters you know we have an ultegra level is there anything that would make you buy a dura ace component let alone a group sir uh i think i think if there was a really nice dura ace mechanical group set yeah that'd really really rev my engine but it's not going to happen i'm I'm talking fantasy world here you know to go back to your grx point maybe like a polished silver high-end one a limited really... edition polished yeah, silver limited edition. Dura Ace oh. mechanical group set with rim brakes <sighs> yeah rim brakes do love a bloody rim brake still <laughs> no i i think i think a polished Dura Ace group set i'll be realistic polished Dura Ace 12 speed di2 group set you'd pay an really... extra thousand pounds just to have someone polish your group set <laughs> You can't you can't, can't put, put a price, price on it. Instagram likes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, know, you really can't. <laughs> Worth every penny for the the amount of extra mm-hmm. followers. Yeah. How about you, Warren? With the same same kind of question, you know, is there anything from Dura Ace that kind of you think differentiates it? You know, any kind of individual component or anything that you know you would like to see Shimano do, maybe for you know the next generation of Dura Ace that you think would help di- help make it worthwhile. I think they need to go back to making Dura Ace look more special. Let's say the couple of brand new Dura Ace DO2 bikes that I've tested recently, um, with that uh, sort of hypergloss black finish, um, it actually marks up fairly quickly. You know, the cranks looked old after a couple of rides, and when you're, you know, one of the bikes I was testing that on was you know, at nine on twelve thousand pounds, and if I bought a twelve thousand pound thing, no matter of what description, mm. and I use it a couple of times, and then it's all scuffed and and you look, you go, oh my god, this looks very secondhand. It, it's it's a bit disappointing. So I would I would like to see, you know, a beautiful, hardened, toughened finish that's going to stay looking that way because then that deserves the premium price. Yeah, I agree. And to just throw SRAM some credit where it's due, I do think uh, their highest end group set red is a particularly good-looking group set. And though I'm not a fan of the fact that both chain rings have to be changed together, it does look very cool. And that kind of polished black look yeah. with the carbon cranks, you know, that that's a really beautiful group set. So Shimano need to be, should be taking notes there, for sure. Yeah, I mean... And, and, I'm and, sure they're listening to our every word with people. Oh, absolutely, and I'm <laughs> sure... You know, it's got to be when you look at, you know, if, you, if you look at current, you know, Campag Nano Super Record... It's beautiful. It looks like jewelry, and Campag always does. You know, they get they get the aesthetics very, very right. Um. So yeah, I think you know, uh, I I think if you're if you're paying that premium, then you want everything to be premium. I kind of think you know, SRAM get it right with with red. It even if it does look a sort of slightly industrial rather than industrially designed. Um. I think. F- for SRAM, probably Force is the outlier because it kind of looks a little bit collected rather than designed together. I think Rival is a great-looking group set. I think the Rival chain set is is, mm. is beautiful. You know, aside from it being hefty, you put it up against the, the Force chain set and you go, actually, I, I prefer the styling of this. You know, Yeah, um, I think the Force chain set is the one part of that group set that kind of falls 
falls down slightly. It just looks a little bit plasticky to me. But Otherwise, look, I think it, the rest, it, the rest it of the group like set's very, very pretty. It looks like something they cobbled together from existing parts. So it's like, well, we've got, <laughs> these, we've got these carbon crank arms and we've got this bolt on spider, so let's just use that rather than, you know, it doesn't, everything doesn't quite hang together. I, I'm going to see Stram soon. They're going to, they're going to shout me about this, aren't they? <laughs> we are, as, as you said earlier, though, we are really being nitpicky. Uh, and of course, you know, if anyone owns yeah. any of these group sets, they are all fantastic performers. It's just, you know, this is literally our job, right? To kind of nitpick, find. Be, be difficult. Be yeah. difficult, find those tiny differences, you know. And we're obviously all kind of privileged enough to ride these things, you know, kind of often back to back. You know, one day we'll be on a, a bike with New Jura Ace, the next day, SRAM Red, for example, you know, there's not many people get that opportunity to really test them back to back like that. So, you know, don't don't think that any of these groups, you know, when we say that, oh, you know, the, the SRAM Force chain set doesn't look quite as nice as the SRAM Red chain set, it, it, it doesn't, you know, don't don't think you have to go out there and, you know, drop $300 to upgrade your chain rings. It, it, we're just looking at those tiny, tiny differences between things and, you know, being critical, as ultimately is our job. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. And I think I personally wouldn't buy Jura-Ace. I wouldn't have bought Jura-Ace. I think this argument was true from the last generation of DI2 mm. personally. Um, I think performance wise, there's, yeah, there has been since Ultegra DI2 has been introduced, there has always been very little between the two group sets other than weight. And unless you're a kind of a real weight weenie, it was always hard to justify that, that price increase unless you just wanted it, which is absolutely fine, as we've already said. Any thoughts to wrap up, Waz or Jack? No, no thoroughly enjoyed it, Simon. <laughs> it was a great, great treat. I mean, and uh, I will yeah. quite happily go out and ride my bike with my down tube left-hand shifter <laughs> and 11-speed uh, 105 so right-hand shifter after this. You're so Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, uh, I, I just reiterate that you know, now more than ever, Ultegra Di2 is just all the groups that you'd ever need. And and I, I almost believe that, you know, Shimano kind of wants it that way. They have almost, with this new generation of, of Di2, this new 12-speed generation, they have almost separated Di2 um, into these two camps. But one is for the, the, the high-performance cyclist, Ultegra Di2 is what you need. If you're, if you're a pro... Um, or a super elite rider, then yeah, Dura Race has a few more options that are very specific to elite races. But the rest of us, Ultegra does everything you'll ever, you'll ever want. Well, what a great note to end on. As always, thank you very much for listening. And don't forget to leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a positive rating if you think we deserve it. And of course, subscribe if you haven't already. We will be posting this podcast within its own article on bikeradar.com. And if you have any thoughts on whether the money for Durace is worth it, or if you've even purchased Durace yourself and you want to tell us why, we'd love to hear your thoughts as always. But for now, thank you very much, Warren and Jack, for joining me. And thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode.